book of Amos. Amos chapter 2. <clears throat> and uh, having uh, addressed the nations and then Judah, Amos addresses uh, Israel, the <clears throat> northern kingdom. Beginning in verse 6, Thus saith the Lord, For three transgressions of Israel, and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have sold the righteous for silver, and the poor for a pair of shoes, that pant after the dust of the earth on the head of the poor, and turn aside the way of the meek, and a man that his father will go in unto the same maid to profane my holy name. And they lay themselves down upon clothes laid to pledge by every altar. And they drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. Yet destroyed I the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars. And he was strong as the oaks, yet I destroyed his fruit from above and his roots from beneath. And I brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you forty years through the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. And I raised up of your sons for prophets and of your young men for Nazarites. Is it not even thus? O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord. But ye gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets, saying, Prophesy not. Behold, I am pressed unto you as a card is pressed that is full of sheaves. Therefore the flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not strengthen his force, neither shall the mighty deliver himself. Neither shall he stand that handleth the bow, and he that is swift of foot shall not deliver himself. Neither shall he that rideth the horse deliver himself. And he that is courageous among the mighty shall flee away naked in that day, saith the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your blessings and goodness. And, and dear God, we, we sing of your tender mercies and grace uh, and uh, of the, all the goodness you've shown to us in Christ. And we have yet so much more to see. And, and dear God, yet in, 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 through your prophets and prophecies such as these, we were reminded of, of, the, of the sinful condition of this world and, and of how it grieves you and how you are just and righteous uh, to deal with things uh, the, the way they need to be dealt with. And, and God, I look to you now. I pray for the filling of your spirit uh, to uh, minister the word tonight. And, and uh, I just ask that you fill me and help me and guide me and God, I pray for uh, Sister Sandra in the nursery tonight, filled with your spirit and uh, watching the children, dear God. I thank you for the good services this morning. Uh, what a blessing to be in a place where the word of God goes forth for the children, the Sunday school hour, the adults as well. And the morning worship service, God, we, we are truly blessed, uh, Lord, to have your word and to have your spirit and to have your son as our advocate at thy side. And, Father, we thank you. We praise your name, and I'm looking to you now again. And we all know here that nothing is done apart from thee. We look to you. We trust you for that, Father. Do your work in your church tonight. I thank you for each one here with us. I thank you for those that are with us online tonight. And, and Father, might you just speak to every heart and teach us and edify us and uh, reprove, rebuke, exhort, encourage, whatever the need might be in, an, in individual hearts tonight. Uh, we ask you to minister as we know only you can and uh, draw us closer to you. Uh, may Jesus Christ be glorified. May we be edified. And Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
All right. So, as I mentioned, he's addressed the Gentile nations for their iniquities and their persecutions upon the Jews. And, and he's addressed to Judah for their forsaking of the law, not going into great detail there. But Amos now addresses the crowd uh, to, uh, to whom he was actually preaching these things. He reveals that to us. Uh, we see that uh, later on in chapter 7, if you want to turn there in Amos chapter 7. <clears throat> Amos chapter 7 and verse 10, Amos shows us where he was uh, when he preaching these things and such. And Amos chapter uh, 7 and beginning in verse uh, 10, Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos hath conspired against thee in the midst of the house of Israel, uh, and the land is not able to bear his words. For thus Amos saith, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive out of their own land. Also Amaziah said unto Amos, O thou seer, go flee, go flee thee away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread, and prophesy there. But prophesy not again any more at Bethel, for it is the king's chapel, and it is the king's court. So he's in Bethel, the king's court, the king's chapel, uh, prophesying these things in the name of the Lord. Uh, against uh, the northern kingdom of Israel, and uh, and uh, God is—it's a gracious thing when God warns us of our sin, isn't it? It's a gracious thing when God preaches uh, through boldly through His prophets that we ought to repent uh, and, and turn to Him. And God certainly wants Israel uh, uh, to do that. So we'll work our way down through these verses, verse by verse, and and kind of uh, speak of them a little bit and uh, allow the Spirit just to teach us and help us. Uh, uh, Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Israel, and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof. They have sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. Amos chapter 2 and verse 6. And uh, what most believe, and I think makes sense to me, is that what is happening here is that their covetousness in Israel has come to the full. Uh, you know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. The Bible says that covetousness is what? Idolatry. And uh, that's where most of the world is. Most of them, though, uh, you know, we, uh, we profess to be a, you know, they say we're a progressive society. You know, we, uh, we, we don't, there's, uh, it's a secular uh, world. Uh, many are dropping the, you know, uh, any type of religion whatsoever. That's old-fashioned. And, uh, you know, we, didn't, we don't read about, you know, uh, atheists uh, too much in the Bible other than uh, in, 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 in Psalms and Proverbs calling them fools <laughs> that say there is no God. Yet, yet, practically, we don't see nations that really practice that. They all had multiple gods. And uh, this, base, this thing is saying, well, we declare there is no God is basically kind of a new thing, <laughs> which we have, I guess, in, in a sense. Uh, kind of saying that we're, we're gods. And uh, it's a bold and brazen thing. Uh, to kind of just you know say that there is no God, and but what do uh, what does the secular society worship? Money, uh, and uh, you know money is the answer to everything, and apparently that's how Israel's behaving. Uh, that their 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 covetous has come to the full to the point where they're accepting bribes, uh, they're perverting their judgment so that they will sell out the righteous for silver, and they'll even sell out the poor uh, for a pair of shoes. Uh, we see this uh, expounded on a little later in Amos, which kind of clarifies that thought. In, in Amos chapter 8 uh, and verse 4, he speaks of the same thing as he mentioned here. 
and uh, Amos 8.4. Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, uh, even to make the poor of the land to fail, saying, When will the new moon be gone, that we may sell corn? Uh, and the Sabbath, that we may set forth wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel great, uh, and falsifying the balances by deceit, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse of the wheat. So it has the idea of this dishonesty. Whatever, whatever it takes, the bottom line is all that matters. If we have to cheat to, uh, uh, to make the bottom line what we want it to be, that's what we'll do. If we have to sell the poor uh, for a pair of shoes, that's what we'll do. If we have to ignore the righteous uh, 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 and take bribes uh, 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 and then condemn the righteous in their cause because he's got no money, he doesn't have enough money to pay me. You know, his accusers offer me more money than he does, so he loses the case. That's kind of where, where they're at, it seems, in Israel with, with the corruption in their government. And uh, money is leading the way. Sound familiar? And uh, uh, we find that uh, all over the world. That we find it, yes, in our country uh, as well. We see that happening. He goes on there in verse 7. That pant after the dust of the earth on the head of the poor. And turn aside the way of the meek. And a man and his father will go in under the same maid to profane my holy name. Uh, look at several parts here. The pant after the dust of the earth on the head of the poor. Uh, a couple of things that has been put forth uh, for the meaning for that. Uh, what is he saying here? They're so covetous. They're so driven to, uh, to, the, to this thing of, 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 of material increase that they, that they would not cease to rob and steal and pervert judgment until even the poor comes to the place where all he has left is dust to throw on his head in mourning. Uh, they're going to drive their their covetous will drive the poor even to that. Another thought is this, and this is kind of kind of what uh, I, I was kind of leaning toward uh, even more so that God is pronouncing them so greedy in their covetousness that they would even desire to have the dust which is all the poor have left to throw on their head in their morning. You know, it's like, we've got all, we've got all your wealth. Hey, give me that dust too. You know, I want, I want everything material. I want all the earth. And that's the way the covetous get. They can never have enough. They want more, they want more, they want more. What did they do in Jesus' time? They, 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 robbed, they robbed widows and, and, and robbed them of their houses, remember Jesus said. And, uh, and just more and more and more. Uh, and and uh, that, that they can get. And that seems the way that, uh, that, uh, that Israel has gone uh, at this time. And God is condemning them for that. They turn aside uh, the, way, uh, the way of the meat. <clears throat> Amos 5.12 says, For I know your manifold transgressions and your mighty sins. They afflict the just. They take a bribe and they turn aside the poor in the gate from their right. Uh, what are the meek? Well, that's, the, that's that, that gentle disposition. Uh, the meek uh, subject themselves to the will of God and will do God's will. But it's that meek disposition. And you see in Israel, uh, 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 you have, and, and by the way, in, in, in many uh, uh, nations, you have those that are perverse and froward. I mean, they want what they want, and they'll tell you what they want, uh, and, and they want the, their government to give them that, and they want their cause to be heard. 
And, uh, and that's the way that uh, many, many, uh, many of, uh, of them are. You know, we've all heard it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, you know. Well, the meek come up, and what? They're not, they're not self-aggrandizing. They're not demanding their will. They have a meek spirit, and uh, they're not uh, violent uh, like others are. Uh, James says in James 3.17, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. That means I don't have to have my way. You can, if your way is not against the will of God, you know, I can go with that. And uh, you know, I don't have to have, the meek don't have to have their way, you see. And uh, uh, easy to be entreated, full of mercies, good fruits. The uh, Bible says in, in Titus 1.7, For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not having to have his own way, and uh, just the way that he wants things. Uh, the important thing for a bishop is what? That the word of God is going out and that it's being taught in truth and that the people are, yield, are, are able to yield to the word of God and submit themselves uh, uh, to that uh, and uh, teaching those things of doctrine and truth. Uh, uh, and, uh, but what does the Bible say of the attitude of the lost in the last days as they grow cold and, 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 and wicked, and even more wicked perhaps, uh, Peter uh, talks about that in 2 Peter 2.10. He says, Them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. They don't like anybody telling them what to do. Why? Because their will is, is what's most important. They despise government. Presumptuous are they. Self-willed. Self-willed. Not afraid to speak evil of dignities. And so uh, we see many that way today. And uh, certainly, uh, 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 Amos had says here, they turn aside the way of the meek. We just saw in one of the Beatitudes, the meek shall what? Inherit the earth. Uh, but folks, that's future, isn't it? I can tell you right now uh, that, is, that, that, that in, 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 uh, in Amos' time, uh, the meek, in a sense, weren't inheriting the earth. Uh, the ones that were, controlling, that were controlling the stuff and the things were the ones with what? The loud voice. Uh, the ones with the, the most money to bribe and pay for it. Uh, the ones who weren't, who, weren't, uh, uh, who weren't averse to violence of taking things away. That's who had control of the things of the earth. They were setting aside what? The right of the meek by their violence, by, by, by their sin. By the way, we see that happening today, don't we? Uh, we see uh, you know, the, the power being claimed what? Uh, we, see, we see governments yielding to what? The most violent voices. And uh, those who come up and meekly, and meekly present their righteous cause are what? They're, 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 you know, well, if we listen to you, uh, then these people are going to burn down the buildings uh, and, and, and smash the car windows and all that. And if, and, and if we don't listen, then that's what they'll do. But if we don't listen to you, you know what you'll do? Nothing. You'll just go and pray for us. <laughs> and, and so what do they do? They pervert judgment. Uh, because they too are looking at the material things. They want, the, you know, they, they want to have power in the buildings. They, they, they want you know, uh, all this. And so they pander what, to the violent crowds and to those that are more perverse and forward, the, the, the word the Bible uses, kind of opposite of, uh, uh, of being meek, demanding their own way and not submissive to anybody else's way, not caring about you know, what, what God wants. And so they turn aside uh, the way of the meek. 
Uh, it is not the meek, uh, brethren, that are inheriting earth, the earth at this time. But I tell you what, it will be. Amen. <laughs> it will be. And by the way, in the meantime, we have what? All we need, don't we? God will still provide our needs. And one day we are going to inherit, inherit the, the earth and we're going to reign with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we, can, we can believe that. But we see all that uh, going on even today. Uh, politicians pandering to the violent, refusing to uphold and enforce righteous laws, selling out to their constituents who have the deepest pockets. We hear them give lying promises to the public so they can secure the most votes. That's going on and on all over the world today. And, uh, and, uh, and, and we see that. Uh, Amos continues, and a man and his father will go in under the same maid to profess my holy, to, to, to profane my holy name. Prostitution, uh, speaking of there, uh, most likely. Man and his father go into the same, same maid, same maid. You know, in, in our country, uh, the, you know, the, uh, many of them say, what? Long as two consenting adults, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's not all that matters to God, folks. Uh, and uh, an amazing thing. Uh, children are being sold into slavery even today. Uh, human trafficking is going on today. You know, they had this thing with Epstein, this guy that, you know, was supposedly hanged himself in prison. Uh, and there's no doubt that he had a child prostitution ring on that island. Uh, have we heard anything about it? Do you hear anything about it in the news? What in the world is going on? That is an amazing thing. And, it's, and it speaks to the wickedness of this world. One uh, person had put on their Facebook page a list of the Democrats' names who were on Epstein's uh, in, in, invitee list and such, and it was lengthy. And somebody else posted, yeah, you, you idiot, you only, you only put the Democrats' name on. Look it up, the Republicans, they're more. And I thought, you know, I, I, I don't doubt that, that both were involved, but the fact is this. Nobody can deny that was going on. And what do we hear about it? Nothing. Nothing. But I tell you, who sees it? God sees it, amen? God sees it. And will he refrain for this? Can, can he, uh, will he not visit for this? No, he'll visit. He will visit. That's why our nation needs to repent, amen? That's why we need to turn to God. And, uh, and not just that, but all the sins that, that were involved. God sees everything. Remember when he was showing Ezekiel the, 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 the iniquities of, of, of Jerusalem and such, he said, dig behind the wall. <laughs> dig in here. See, see what's going on behind the scenes where nobody else knows? God says, I see it. I see it. And folks, we can't see all the details, but God can see it all. God can see it all. And he's doing the same thing for Israel here. He's not a respecter of persons. Israel doesn't get a pass because God chose to use them to bring the Messiah and the scriptures, okay? Uh, he's going to judge them too for the same things. Uh, Jeremiah 5, 7, here it is. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me, sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, they then committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlots' houses. There were as fed horses in the morning, everyone neighed after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not visit for these things? Shall I, a, a, a righteous and just God, not judge for these things? Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? By the way, that's Jeremiah uh, speaking, uh, uh, speaking to them. And so God sees it all. And God, is, as he mentioned, is pressed as a cart 
full of, uh, uh, of the, uh, the fruit, the, ves- the, ve- the vegetables and fruit and all that is pressed uh, with that, uh, with the wheat and the load, the burden. Uh, Amos 2.8, and they lay themselves down upon clothes laid to pledge by every altar, and they drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. Now, what in the world is, is going on here? Or remember, the theme seems to be their, their wickedness through covetousness and how they're cheating and bribing and, and, the, and the violence and, and the wickedness they're practicing in their lives with the adultery and, uh, and, uh, and the fornication and all that. And uh, uh, it seems to be uh, what, 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 what the focus is there. Uh, but uh, what's this about, uh, uh, about uh, uh, laying, uh, laying down clothes laid to pledge by every altar? Well, you remember when the poor would, would maybe need to borrow money, they would have to give clothes, they would give clothes for a pledge. And God gave some instructions about that in Exodus chapter 22 and verse 25 and following. And there we read, God says, If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor uh, by thee, thou shalt not be to him as an usurer, uh, charging a, you know, extreme interest and such, uh, neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. If thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment to pledge, thou shalt deliver it unto him by that the sun goeth down. Don't keep it overnight. If your neighbor has given the garment, he's tried to borrow some money for you, from you. He didn't have, he, you know, he didn't have uh, uh, money to, to pay, but, uh, but he, he, he needs to borrow some. And, 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 and so for a pledge, he's going to pay you back. What's he do? He gives you his coat or something, some kind of a garment. Uh, deliver it before the end of the day, God says. He goes on to say in Exodus 22, 27, For that is his covering only, this poor man. It is his raiment for his skin. Uh, wherein shall he sleep? And it shall come to pass when he crieth unto me that I will hear, for I am gracious. <laughs> don't, don't keep it overnight. Uh, he'll give it back to you the next day if he, if, he, if he hadn't paid and been able to take care of it yet. Give him his garment back overnight. God also says about it in Deuteronomy 24, 12. Deuteronomy, second law, teaches it, teaches it again before they go into the promised land. If a man be poor, uh, thou shalt not sleep with his pledge. In any case, thou shalt deliver him the pledge again when the sun goeth down, that he may sleep in his own raiment uh, and bless thee. And it shall be righteousness unto thee before the Lord thy God. What did we talk about this morning? Hunger and thirst after righteousness. That'll be a righteous thing for you to do if you do what I told you to do in the law and give him that back. But what were they doing? What were these apparently uh, the, 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 the wealthy and, and ruling perhaps in Israel? They were, as they lay themselves down upon clothes, laid to pledge by every altar. Uh, they're aggravating uh, this sin uh, in the sight of God's eyes. What they're doing is they have these false altars, these false uh, uh, temples and stuff. They had built the false gods. And now these money and glory seekers are, you know, in, in their boastfulness, they, they have abused the poor. They have the garments and such that the poor have given them for, for surety. They're not giving them back at the end of the day. They're taking those garments, going right into the temple of, uh, of the false god, of the idol, 
laying down on them. You know, uh, here I have all this wealth, and, and look, I, I'm even late. I have this guy. This is another guy. This garment here, another guy that owes me money, and they're laying it down in front of the altar of the false gods. I mean, just sitting in the face of God. And, uh, and, and, and treating the poor in that manner. And they drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. Likely the wine bought with the money of those whom they unjustly condemned when they accepted the bribes. And uh, drinking away, you know, taking in the money uh, unjustly, uh, clothes from those who had no money, and wine bought with revenues stolen from those who did have money. Uh, uh, because they accepted the bribes over justice and righteousness and they're doing all these things heaping it up and then laying down before the false gods and saying look what I have look, look at how prominent I am uh, and shall I not visit for these things says God shall I not visit for these things I tell you people say that God of the Old Testament I, I don't see it I don't see it I mean, God has, he's led, he, they've come to this. And God is still preaching to them through Amos, okay? What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. By the way, uh, uh, we have, uh, we, we see that today many times in our society, don't we? We see all these, this, this covetousness, this idolatry. But we, we've gone a step further than that now. Uh, we know that in our world, uh, and, and, and especially in our, in our country, we have come to the place that Isaiah speaks of. We are now calling good evil an evil good. Uh, we have gone a step beyond sinning in the face of God. We are now telling God what you say is evil and what we put forth is good. That, that's where we're at now in, in, in our country and other countries around the world as well. Isaiah 5.20 Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil and put darkness for light and light for darkness and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them, God says. Woe unto them uh, when you start calling evil uh, good and good evil. Uh, and that's where we're at today. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah 59.15 Truth faileth and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. Did you get that? In other words, when you live righteously, you're setting yourself up for persecution. Because we're in a world that you, the world is going to call you evil. And then that's the step we're at. And the next step in our country, it's already taken place in other places, is the persecution. Evil should be punished. And since they see uh, what, righteous, what you do and what the godly do as evil, eventually the punishment will come. Uh, if, if the depravity continues, that's what it'll come to. And we will, uh, like as Brother Chris mentioned, we haven't seen the persecution that as they've seen. We haven't seen the persecution that the Thess Thessalonians have seen. But hey, you know what? If it continues, we just may. <laughs> if it continues, we just may. And, uh, and uh, we need to be praying uh, for, for our nation, for our own selves, and being the witnesses that we need to be. Uh, he that departeth from evil maketh himself, maketh himself a prey. I mean, you can lose your job. Uh, you, know, you can get uh, called out for, you know, for, for speaking against certain uh, lifestyles these days that God calls evil. Uh, you, 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 could, uh, you could be reprimanded at work. 
and uh, you know, and you you know, you can be fined. People in in their businesses have been fined uh, because they refuse uh, to marry what God doesn't recognize as a marriage. Amen. And uh, that's what's happening. We're there today. We're in that. And uh, and uh, I'm thankful that we do have a merciful God. And the fact that we're here meeting is proof of that. Amen. We're still able to meet. We're still able so far to preach this truth of the word of God uh, to all who will hear it. And I'm thankful for that. And uh, let's pray that, that God will break people's hearts. The spirit will move. Amen. And uh, that there will be the hard times may draw some people to Christ. And uh, the, 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 the foresight perhaps of oncoming persecution may, may revive some Christians. Amen. And, uh, uh, and let's, let's be praying toward that. God continues in verse 9. Yet destroyed I the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was strong as the oaks. Yet I destroyed his fruit from above and his roots from beneath. God says, uh, he, says uh, he says, look at the Amorite. I destroyed uh, those people for you. And uh, uh, their wickedness had come to the full, and uh, God judged them in, the, in their due time. But we think about the Amorites. They occupied, when, when Israel was brought out of Egypt, they, the Amorites occupied uh, uh, both sides of the Jordan River uh, at that time. You might remember Og and Bashan. Uh, they were uh, the, the two kingdoms that Moses and, and the Israelites took before they went into the Promised Land. And, of course, uh, they, were, uh, they were on the eastern side of, of Jordan. Well, there was, Amor there was Amorites also on the western side of Jordan in, in the Promised Land and such. So uh, they were enemies of God. And uh, uh, Joshua 2.10 uh, tells us that Sion and Og were kings of the Amorites. But uh, the Amorites were the most powerful of the Canaanite tribe. So they, so they are sometimes used to represent the occupants of Canaan uh, as a whole. Uh, perhaps as in Genesis 15.16, where God is telling Abraham, now you're going to be a great nation come from you, but they're going to go into bondage for 400 years. And after 400 years, I'm going to bring them back out. And God says, but in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again. For the iniquity of the Amorites, all those in the land where I'm bringing you, uh, is not yet full. And so sometimes it's used because they were the most powerful of the Canaanite people. They're, they're, they're used to, to just kind of represent the whole uh, as, as, as God is speaking of them. But they are powerful. They were, they were like the height of the cedars. He was as strong as the oaks. I was considering that cedar trees uh, grow to an average of 100 to 130 feet high. That's an average, folks. 100 to 130 feet high. Occasionally reaching as high as 230 feet. <laughs> folks, that's a big tree, okay? As high as the cedars and as strong as the oaks. I was thinking about that and looking into that the oak tree, the root system of the oak tree. The roots of the oak trees are very strong. These are secular writings now, okay? Are very strong uh, and extend to a great distance underground compared to the rest of the tree canopy. Uh, initially, when the roots arrive, arise from the acorn, they grow as a taproot system, uh, which with, with, with the primary root growing horizontally deep into the soil. But later on, uh, with, with the, as the plant matures, the taproot gets transformed in a, into an extensive root system. Very powerful, uh, very, very strong. High as a cedar, strong as the oak. 
uh, those, Am those Amorites. We were told about one of them, uh, Og. Uh, God uh, gave us some measurements in case you ever want to buy an Amorite a new bed, okay? Uh, God gave us some measurements of, of, of Og's bed in uh, Deuteronomy 3.11. Og, the king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of the giants. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. Is it not in, Re in, in, in Rebath of the children of Ammon? Nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it, after the cubit of a man. So his bed was about 12 feet long and six foot wide. That's a big guy, okay? And, uh, uh, and God says, those ones, I took them out for you. Uh, you had, you had no chance in your own power and your own strength defeating. Those nations were mightier than you. And I took him out for you. And he, he, he says that. He says uh, uh, in verse 10, I brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness to possess uh, the, land, uh, the land of the Amorite. He says uh, there in... Uh, um, <clears throat> I raise you of your son, look at verse 11. I raise up of your sons, prophets, of your young men, Nazarites. Is it not even thus? I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm coming there. I brought you up from Egypt, led you 40 years through the wilderness, brought you up out of that land of Egypt. Egypt, of course, is down by the, by the seacoast there. So just like Jerusalem, anytime you went, you went in Jerusalem, to, you were going up. Anytime you came from Egypt, you were going up. If you're going to Egypt, you're going down into Egypt because it was, it was geographically on, on, the, on the coast there. So it was kind of a lower, uh, lower going. Uh, but he says, uh, uh, he, says uh, he, he, put, he put them in their place uh, in Deuteronomy 6.10. He brought them what into a land, into that land, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, houses full of all good, good things which thou fillest not, wells digged which thou diggedest not, uh, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. Uh, uh, when uh, and, and he says, didn't I? You know, didn't I do all this for you? Uh, didn't I do all this for you? Uh, <clears throat> all that God had 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 done for them. He says, but you gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets, uh, saying, prophesy not. Uh, saying, prophesy not. <clears throat> so what is he saying there? He's done all this. He defeated this mighty nation, gave them homes and all their cattle and all that stuff. And uh, gave you Nazarites. Uh, wine. He says, he says he, he gave you, uh, uh, I lost my place. <clears throat> gave you uh, uh, Nazarites. Is it not even thus, ye children of Israel, saith the Lord? I, he says, verse 11, I raised up sons for prophets, your young men for Nazarites. Is it not even thus, ye children of Israel? Who can deny it? Isn't this true? Isn't this what I did for you, is what he's saying? How have you come to this? What did they do when God gave them prophets and Nazarites? Verse 12, but you gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded their prophets, saying, prophesy not. Now think about what he's saying there. He gave the prophets what? For religious instruction. To instruct in the way of the Lord. To call them to repentance. Uh, to tell them how to walk with God. To tell them how to pursue that righteousness. How to, uh, you know, to, to seek the things of God. And to yield, to, yield to, to the laws of God. Uh, 
Jesus called uh, those who were given the law uh, in John 10.34. John, uh, they're condemning him for calling himself the son of God. He said, is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came. See, God used Israel to bring the scriptures. So in a sense, we got a message from God through them. They had that blessed privilege of being used in that manner. And uh, what a blessing. And, uh, and they had prophets. Uh, what, so what did they do? They said to the prophets, prophesy not. Uh, prophesy not. And uh, what did they say uh, uh, to the Nazarites? Uh, what, 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 what were the Nazarites? Well, these were the young, he says, of, he said, I made your, of your young men Nazarites. He says, uh, uh, <clears throat> I raise up your sons prophets of your young of your young men for Nazarites is it not even thus your young men for Nazarites so the prophets gave the word of God they said don't preach by the way that's exactly what we read about that Amos himself was told don't preach here anymore go to Judah we just read that didn't we that's what they told Amos again they said to Amos the same thing they said to the other prophets don't preach to us anymore what did he do to the Nazarite? God raised up young men. The Nazarite was a vow. It was a vow whereby they would lay aside the, some of the comforts of life, perhaps, and, and, and some, of the desi- some of the desires, not wrong desires, but some of the desires of the flesh and such, and they would restrain themselves. They would show a holy temperance uh, for, for a time before God. And, uh, and they would uh, let their hair grow long, which I think to Israel at that time was a shame. It was a picture of, bear, uh, of bearing shame for the Lord Jesus Christ, of uh, being willing to bear shame for Christ, uh, for God. And, uh, and they, they would not drink wine or, or such or, or anything like that. And, uh, and, the, and by the way, God said, I raised up young men to do that. Uh, when, 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 when perhaps the desires of the youth might be the strongest uh, to resist against that. You see what I'm saying? And God was showing Israel that I gave you my law and I'm even strengthening young men who might have the hardest time to be a Nazarite. And I raised them up before you and showed you them. And what would you do? You offered them wine. You didn't say, oh, well, you weren't convicted and say, well, you know, if this, if this, young, this young fella in the midst of all this, well, all the temptations that the youth have can do that, maybe I ought to repent. Amen. They didn't do that. What did they do? They tempted the Nazarites with wine to break their vows uh, and, and to drink. Uh, what an amazing thing. Uh, what an amazing thing. Jeremiah remembers the Nazarites. Jeremiah 4.7, or Lamentations 4.7. Her Nazarites were purer than snow. They were whiter than milk. They were more ruddy in body than rubies. Their polishing was of sapphire. Jeremiah remembers favorably the young men who had made themselves Nazarites. And, uh, and I'm sure he wasn't one of the ones that had offered them wine uh, like, like, like these wicked ones had. And he remembers how that was an encouragement for him to see that. Those committed themselves to God for that. And yet these, what did they do? They, 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 tempted the, they, they looked at the example. Rather than learning from it, they wanted to trip up the example. And, uh, and to lead them out of the will of God. Is it not even thus? Uh, will any of you dare, dare, dare to deny it? And he goes on. And uh, for sake of time, I'm going to stop there uh, tonight. And no wonder uh, Stephen uh, preached in Acts 7.51. 
He's stiff-necked and uncircumcised and hard in ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom uh, ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. And they told Amos in Amos 7.13, But prophesy not again any more at Bethel. Don't preach to us anymore. Go somewhere else. And uh, we're, we, we're, we're saying, we're, we're, we're hearing that, and we're seeing that uh, in our day. Uh, by way of illustration, now, uh, we were visiting in a complex uh, one time, and I got a, I got a voicemail from a gentleman, and, I, and I, that voicemail, if I remember correctly, was 20 minutes long. And he railed on me on how wicked we were in bothering other people at their homes. And going, what right did we have to go out and do that? Why were we in his complex? We had one complex call us up, and, uh, and I think it's only happened one time that I can remember. Had to remove all the, go back and pick up all the tracks from the door. The, the manager ended up calling us, had to go back and pick up all, <laughs> all the tracks off the door. And uh, listen, <clears throat> but there have been people saved, amen. And, that, and that's why we do that. And by the way, we're going to be getting back to that soon. And, uh, and uh, I've been going out some and passing tracks here and there. I don't know if it's going to be the same door-to-door thing. We might modify something different. Uh, but uh, we want to be involved in that. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful uh, that, uh, that we can pass out tracks. And uh, we'll pray for God's wisdom and grace as far as how, how, to, do, you know, how to do it in this time. Uh, and uh, we want to be, what's Jesus say, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Uh, we want to be that. And uh, we know where we're at. We know what the atmosphere is like here. We've been here for 20 plus years now. And uh, we know who's housed here. Uh, and uh, the, the spirit, uh, you know, of, uh, of the age and such. But we know what's going on. But listen, people need the Lord. Amen. And uh, what do we hear in an earlier lesson? If one person got saved, what? It's worth it. Amen. If one, person, one more person gets saved, um, it's worth it. And uh, we don't want to lose that perspective. Amen. We don't want to lose that perspective. We want to be uh, faithful in doing what God wants us to do um, till the Lord comes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for your love. And I thank you, Father, for uh, Christians who follow you. And... Uh, and Lord, how, how their encouragement to me. We can be encouragement to each other. And Father, we all need to follow you closely. And, and we need, uh, our nation right now, uh, more than ever, needs us to be filled with the Spirit. They need us to love them. They need us to project that meekness. But they need us to tell them the truth in love. They need all of that. And our, our nation and our land and the world needs that desperately. And I pray that you would be help, help us to be faithful in every way, in every, whatever way you would direct us to do that. And give us the grace and wisdom in going forward. Uh, how we, can, how we, we, we will be glorifying your name in that. I'm thankful to hear that the people of this church are our soul conscious. Uh, passing out tracts, speaking to neighbors as the, and co-workers as the opportunity comes. And I'm thankful for that, Father. Help us to be faithful in that and in all that you'd call us to do in whatever way in reaching out uh, with the gospel of Christ. We pray and thank you. We thank you already for your mercies for our land. And Father, we pray again 
for your mercies. We pray again for revival. Uh, we pray again for a returning uh, to things that, uh, that are godly. Uh, and Father, uh, and godly legislation to be passed and such. And, and Father, Christians, your church here in, in, in the United States to, to be drawn closer to you. Father, to, to pray and to be earnest in our, in our walk with you. Uh, Father, to be transparent before thee. And Father, to desire uh, to have the fullness of your spirit so that we can be the witnesses that, that, you, that this world needs and that you want us to be before our family, friends, neighbors, and the world. Father, please help us in these things uh, for our good and for the glory of Christ. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.